beautiful people. Welcome to Chronicles Abroad. It's a podcast show that uses travel to highlight stories of personal growth. So each week we'll spotlight the stories of courageous world travelers, creative wanderers, and digital nomads who share their incredible experiences of the world through their eyes. If you like traveling, this is what you need. So tune in. going on everybody this is nubia and i'm francis and welcome back to chronicles abroad today we have a special episode hailing from oxnard california by way of memphis tennessee Keena Williams is an avid world traveler and creator of the infamous book that ish hashtag which means to book your flight and ask questions later friends call her push your tea for her incredible ability to gently encourage individuals to step out of their comfort zone and push life to the edge. She's known in travel circles for her infamous annual Dubai blackout trips. Kina is constantly manifesting her dreams and uses the term year of yes manifest I love that. <laughs> to get what she wants out of a life. One of her models is, it is so because I said so. So, Kina, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you all for having me today. It's such an honor to be here with you all. For sure. So I was actually on one of your Dubai blackout trips back in 2016, I think it was. It was 2016. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I had a phenomenal time, especially the uh, Saffron Brunch. If anybody doesn't know, that brunch is pretty much all you can eat, all you can drink, literally all you can drink. And it's in the Atlantis Towers in um, Dubai. So how did this Dubai blackout come to be? Let's start there really quickly since I've mentioned it. (laughs) This started really in 2014. 2014, I was going to South Africa. And on the way back, we had a layover in Dubai. So I was like, oh, let's just stop here for a few days. So it was me and probably, I don't know. 15, 20 of us. So we decided to stop off in Dubai, hang out for a while. So basically what I call the original Dubai blackout was really about 20, 25 people. Next thing you know, we started seeing those deals drop. It was, I think, 2014 in December, that $197 deal on Etihad dropped. So I was like, all right, let's do it again. So 2015, we had about 70, 80 people on the trip. 2016, 250 people. 2017, 500 people. And then I just did it again, 2018, and then doing it again in 2019. Every year I say I'm done, but somehow I keep going back. <laughs> so just keep rolling with it. Yeah, I mean, that. I think about it, I'm like, oh my God, 500 people, number one. How do you even coordinate something to that capacity? And that's amazing. So congratulations on the growth of that trip. How do you wrap your head around getting something like that done? I just need, I need a I can barely do a dinner of five people. <laughs> you know what I mean? I have no idea. I think, you know, most people uh, that travel with me know I'm very strict. Um, Nubia would tell you, I will leave you, be outside when the buses come. I don't wait for people. I tell people time is money. If I pay vendors, either you show up or you don't. It's just that simple. So I think most people know these are the rules. If you can follow that. 
you'll be fine. You'll have a great trip. So I don't really put up with drama. I don't deal with people that have attitudes. I'm just wrong trip. You're, you're rolling with the wrong person. And I think most people, I've been doing this for so long that they know I'm just not putting up with it. I can dig so. it. So <laughs> you heal from an engineering background. When did your travel start? Ooh, let's see here. Um, when did I really start traveling? I mean, I did a lot of like domestic traveling ever since I was a kid. I mean, back in college, I, you know, at the time I was living in St. Louis, Missouri, but I'm originally from Memphis, Tennessee. So I would fly to like New York, I'd fly to DC, fly to Miami, fly to San Francisco, just different places. But I really did not go overseas until for the first time, I think 2006, if I'm not mistaken. I got a passport in 2001, 2002. For the wrong reasons, but I never got a chance to use it until much later. <laughs> What's the wrong? I'm laughing because I know what I was like, well, we can't just let that just hang in the air now, can we? <laughs> I had a, a interesting experience. Uh, I got I got a passport. I think it was 2001. Back in the internet age, I was one of those avid internet daters. And I was talking to this guy that he lived overseas and we had planned to meet up in, I think, like Toronto or something like that. So me, I'm like, ooh, fresh. I was like, let me go get my passport. So I went, got a passport and um, he went, applied for his visa to go to uh, Canada for some conference. We were just going to meet at the conference and he got denied. So we never met. We were supposed to meet in 2001. However, 12 years later, I actually met him in 2013. Did you really? In Washington, D.C. <laughs> That's crazy. Wow. Now, you've had some, how can I put this? Some really detrimental things happen within travel, but it hasn't stopped you. No, not at all. Do you mind sharing your yeah, story? Definitely. I think you know, and actually coming up on the uh, fourth anniversary in 2015, um, I was in Panama, Panama City, Panama. And um, me, along with 12 others, we were up in the hills. We had an accident. Our vehicle went over a cliff. Unfortunately, two people in our group passed away. Everybody either had some type of injury, needed surgery or something. All of us were off work for several months. And that's one of those things where it's probably one of the most, you know, devastating moments that you could ever experience in travel. You know, a lot of people would probably stop traveling after, you know, basically almost dying. But for me, there was more ammunition to continue continue traveling. Our two friends that passed away, we would say they wouldn't want us to stop. So let us continue to travel in their honor, really. If I could show you my pat, my tattoo, I would show you right now because I've got a, uh, a tattoo on my back that basically uh, commemorates that whole entire uh, accident. It's incredible. So these Dubai trips are very, very special and, and dear to you. Yes, all the trips, all of them. I'm actually going to Panama in two weeks. So I go every several times a year. It's like my home at this point. The trips that you do, so you do Dubai Blackout. Are there any other trips that you put together on a regular basis? Um, I only do just a few trips. I do Dubai. Um, I just got back last month with a South Africa group trip. We did 100 people for that one. Fiji and Panama. So just right now, just a few trips. But in 2020, I said I'm going to do a few more. So we'll see where I end up. Who knows? Maybe I'll end up in Thailand. I don't know. So we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> so do you still work a full-time job and still be able to do pretty much full-time travel? 
Uh, I do. I still work a full-time job. I've been at my job for the last, next month will be 18 years that I've been working there. I'm at the point now where people, once you reach a certain phase at my job, you get a lot more vacation time. So it doesn't matter because I've lost all that. So (laughs) I've already used all of that. But the thing is, most of my travel is concentrated towards the end of the year. But I have a very flexible schedule where I'm off work every other Friday. So basically, I have 26 Fridays off a year. So a lot of the times I'm jetting out on a Thursday night. I'm flying back in either late Sunday or early Monday morning where I'm driving straight into work or I'm off every major holiday. Um, I've got, I think, almost six weeks of vacation time on top of all of that. So if you look at my time, I've got a big bulk of time off. So if people say you're never at work and I say, why? They gave us the time. I'm going to use it. And I don't have any guilt about that. Although people try to guilt me, I don't care. I can dig it. Well, the great thing about that is that you're letting people know that you can still work full time and travel. However, I will say I pulled those weekend trips like you just said, and I burnt out. In 2016, I did 12 journeys in 12 months. And I actually did 16 within those 12 months. That's when the Guatemala, like, flight deal came out. The Iceland flight deal came out. It was all of these flight deals. So I was doing that book that ish. (laughs) And I was booking (laughs) flights and asking questions later. But what I realized was I was doing so much and travel can be exhausting. It it can be. It definitely can be. There are times where there are times where, you know, where I've gotten sick or I've been like, you know what? I only spent $250 on this trip. Am I going to Costa Rica this weekend? No, I'm going to bed. I'm not going. So I'll just say, no, let me rest. Let me get some rest for my body. Or when you come back from work, and I'm probably a little bit notorious, most of my flights that I do, they're long haul flights. I'm flying, you know, Johannesburg. I'm, I'm, you know, partial to a particular airline. So I may be flying 10 hours here, another 18 just to get back home, come home 1.30 in the afternoon. The next day I'm at work at eight o'clock. Like, hey, what's up? How are you guys doing? People are like, are you crazy? I'm like, no. So, you know, it, it gets it gets rough. It does get rough sometimes. Yeah, I love that. You know, what you're saying, it's absolutely possible because we get a lot of pushback from people. They're like, well, I work and I can't do this. And, I, and you're like, well, well you know, uh, people are doing it. So there must be something else. So we appreciate you sharing that story. So do you have any travel hacks, any things that you could like to share with our audience, anything that you'd love to do, anything at all that comes to mind? Know, we're more than just travel. We provide tips, resources, and hacks for the curious traveler in you. So whether you're a lover of travel or just someone who is ready for a change, we have something for everyone. Travel hacks. I think, uh, well, you follow me on my Facebook page. I'm always looking at flight deal websites, whether it's the flightdeal.com, FairDealAlert.com and other websites. So I'm basically looking at flights all the time. A lot of people have destinations that they want to go to. I'm more of book the deal, not the destination. And I've found that by doing that, I've seen places that, you know, I would never think that I would ever go to New Zealand, but there was a flight deal a couple of years ago, Los Angeles to New Zealand nonstop was $215. That deal dropped at like one o'clock in the morning. I called one of my travel bays and I was like, Hey, what's up? I know you're asleep. You know, we got to go. You know, so I booked my ticket and I said, hey, we're going. She's like, yeah, we booked and we ended up going to New Zealand and adding on uh, Australia to that trip. So 
So basically, you know, always keep your eyes open. Always look at sites like Google Flights. I'm always running flights and things of that nature. Just basically constantly looking. Um, a lot of people always ask me, you know, how do you do this? I'm like, just run the calendar, pull it up, look at the dates and just keep doing this on a consistent daily, daily basis. So can you explain for people who don't know what Flight Deal is? What a Flight Deal is? Um, well, first of all, the website, I mean, there are several other websites out there that do promote flight deals. But a flight deal is basically what we will call not necessarily a sale, but it will be a, a flight that's priced extremely lower than normal. Sometimes we call them glitches, as you know, like a flight. I bought a flight a couple years ago. It was $47 to Vancouver, Canada. It was $47. Realistically, that flight is typically about $200 coming out of Los Angeles. So it was a glitch. You see it. You buy it. You don't call the airline. You don't ask questions. You just buy it. And you have 24 hours, which that could be a travel hack. 24 hours, once you purchase a ticket, you can either cancel it or decide to keep it. So a lot of people probably don't know. That's why we tell people just book it down. Worry about it later. You said something really important that a lot of people did not catch. Travel bays. Okay. One thing I've learned being in these travel groups is very important to have a person or people that you can travel with and call at a drop of a dime because there are so many people that don't travel because they're waiting for someone where there is a community of people who's like, just tell me where we going. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a real community. Like you said, you picked up the phone at one o'clock in the morning. I know that when I was a part of the little travel group, when that alert went off on my phone in the middle of the night, I knew what it was for. I knew it was somebody in our travel group that seen a flight deal, a glitch, an error fear, whatever you want to call it. It was like that. Get up, get your credit card and let's go. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And you, had a, you have to know you brought a very important point. You have to know, obviously, who you're traveling with, because I have, you know, although I do I always laugh about this. I do mass scale group travel, but in my own personal circle, there's only a very, very, very tiny group of people that I can actually travel with. One of my travel bays, unfortunately, he passed away earlier this year. And my other travel bay, we were just a group of three, the three musketeers, if you will. And we traveled extremely well together. And there was another person I could call two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning. Yo, that deal just dropped. Be going? Book. Okay, done. And nobody would ask questions. It was just a done deal. Even traveling together for a couple of weeks at a time, no issues, no drama. Most people don't know this about me. On my vacations, personal vacations, I like to sleep. So I'm like, don't bother me. Don't wake me up with tours. I don't care if I paid and I missed it. I don't care. I'm not going. You know, if I want to drink, let me do my thing. Leave me alone. I'll get back. Don't worry. And uh, my travel bay, bay, they know exactly whatever. So they would say, okay, she's on her kingdom again. I'm like, all right, let me do me. You do you. I still love y'all. We'll meet in the morning for breakfast. No big deal. So why do you think people just sit and wait? Um, I think a lot of people think that they can't do this or they can't. And, and then a lot of people, I read a lot of comments and stuff where people are just afraid. And I tell people, there's really no reason for you to be afraid. If you can walk out of your front door every day, hey, you just face the world. So you can get on the plane, go somewhere, uh, and just travel. And a lot of people are afraid of solo travel, especially, I hate, you know, I hate to bring this topic up, especially ladies these days. I mean, we keep seeing reports. Look at Costa Rica, what recently happened. 
look at the report from, I think somebody else was recently killed somewhere else. And it's like, yeah, these things will happen. I won't say that they don't happen, but you know, as long as you stay vigilant wherever you are, don't, you know, go into a place where you're just afraid, just branch out from what you're used to and just try to go somewhere. Even if it's just starting in the States, Hey, you live in Mississippi or you live in Missouri, go to New York for a weekend, you know? Go somewhere and do something different and don't just be sitting waiting for people. I mean, you could die waiting on people. You know, at least I want to say I lived, you know, no one is like, oh, she was sitting at her house, you know, dead on her couch because she didn't be waiting for people. No, you know, just get up and go. Just go. No, that's great. Because even though this is like Chronicles Abroad and we talk about international travel, it's very important to know that travel within your own country is just as fun it could be just as beautiful mm-hmm. and it may or may not cost you about the same as international travel because a lot of people say right <laughs> well like tell the truth Nubia <laughs> well I got to because people think that traveling internationally is expensive but sometimes just going from one coast to the other in the U.S. is more but I'm a firm believer of taking a mega bus to the next state or taking a long ride to the next town or whatever, just something to get out of your normal environment and be able to see something new or do something new. I think that's important for your mental health, especially. And it it doesn't have to cost you a lot of money. And it's good Uh practice too. You know, if you're really trying to gear up to do that big abroad travel, get used to just solo traveling around your home country and see what that feels like. You know, go into a bar by yourself, have dinner by yourself. Oh, and so the enjoy, yeah, girl, enjoy your own company. I'm a weekly movie and dinner girl by herself. I'd be like, what movie's <laughs> going on right now? And I just like to go. But it took time to get there. I was a very social over extrovert. So I used to always pick up the phone. What are you doing? Anybody want to meet me? And then I learned like, let me just kind of see how I feel just taking myself and just going. This way I can come and go as I please. I can see what I want. I can do what I want. And then I started to learn to enjoy my own Uh time. You know? So, yeah, it's not everybody's thing. but No, but I mean... Gotta do something, even if it's not travel. <laughs> I mean, you tra- you travel a lot, Keena, but do you travel solo? I do. I do a lot of solo travel. Um, I think my biggest solo travel trip was in 2016. Um, I took off work for a couple of months and I hit, I think, like 13 countries in like six to seven weeks. So I was like, boom, 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 boom. I hit a lot of places. And I was in... Was I was in Thailand, I was in Indonesia, I was in Maldives, India, South Africa, Kenya, just everywhere. I was just so everybody's like, You're crazy, you're gonna do this by yourself. It's like, I mean, yeah, I'm gonna do it. I get up every day, go to work by myself. You know, even today, I got gas all by myself. So, yeah, if you can do simple things like this, you can do it. I woke up and brushed my teeth. No, we get it. We get it. But no, that's a good. Well, certain places like Southeast Asia, Mm -hmm. you can do that because everything is so close, relatively close and inexpensive to travel within. Like Europe is a good place to country hop, you know. So when you say like 13, that's a lot, though. But (laughs) definitely you could do four or five and in no time within um, Southeast Asia. But once you're over here, it does make sense because the flights to the Maldives 
is under two hundred dollars. Exactly, exactly. Because I think I flew there from. Uh, I think it was from Kuala Lumpur on Air Asia, and it was a cheap flight. What I was doing was I was just buying a series of uh, one-way tickets. That's what I was doing. So I just basically hopped all the way across the world until I got back just buying one-way tickets. Nice. Very strategic. <laughs> you know, it's interesting because we leave here in March, and I was like, okay, I have to buy my ticket home to Boston. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, whoa, okay, so this is the price we're talking about. So I was like, let me see what other countries I can hit for the same amount yeah. of price. So I'll probably hit two countries on my way home for the same amount of price. So you just got to think outside the box. Yes. So Kino, with your mass group trips, do you have any plans or ideas of doing this full time or you kind of like what you're doing and how it's going? Sorry to interrupt guys, but we have some amazing news to share. We are launching our From Novice to Nomad, the ultimate blueprint to moving abroad course where we're literally gonna walk you step-by-step into the moving abroad process. Yes, and so we meet you where you are in your journey. So make sure to pre-enroll now. Grab your seat while you can. Link will be in the show notes. So we look forward to seeing you guys. Um, You know, I don't know. Every day, uh, and this is a a funny joke, I tell one of my friends every day, (laughs) one of my friends will call me every day. And this is why I need to say this. And you all probably have this. You need to have, you know, friends in your corner that will, you know, support your ideas or whatever. And I tell my friends every day, I say every day I quit my job in my head. But uh, (laughs) then I get up and say, okay, ah, let me go. So, I, you know, I really don't know. I've had some other things that I want to do. I haven't decided. Um, I tell people I'm Sagittarius and Sagittarius people. We're kind of yeah, like, you guys, you know, finger right yes. here, another <laughs> finger over here. And it's like, Oh, that one's good for about six months. And then up oh, it's out. Oh, I should go back. Oh no, I'm over here. Now. <laughs> it's so, so true. You know, we're all over the place. So, you know, I don't know. I would probably, I would probably consider it maybe doing maybe a short stint somewhere just to say, hey, I've done it. Here was the experience. Whether it's six months, a year, or what have you, I would, no, I would try it at my job. Actually, I could take six months off to do like a. They won't pay you, but you can do a six month sabbatical off, and you, you know, as long as you come back within a six month time period, you do it. Um, I probably wouldn't try it anytime soon because I just asked for two months earlier this year. So, <laughs> but no, you made a great point though. I love the fact that you brought up sabbaticals. I think in last season, season two is where we brought up um, sabbaticals. More and more people are starting to recognize that jobs do have some kind of provisions that allow you to take an extended amount of time off if you need it. But you have to, what, be there for a certain amount of time. And some there's some stipulations behind it. But it's good for people to go and walk into HR and just ask, like, what are the provisions? So I'm glad that, you know, you talked about taking sabbaticals because it's something that a lot of people don't recognize or are starting to recognize more about walking into HR and just asking, do you offer this program? Because you've been at your position for 18 years. So you're at a different level where you could probably just walk in and just say, yeah, I want to take a certain amount of time off. But doing these trips would offset the fact of not being paid for six months because you have an extended amount of people. I mean, 500 people? Really? I'm still still like trying to wrap my head around (laughs) that. I mean, 
Like, how does that even work? It, like, like, it can't get any bigger. Dubai's going to be, like, telling the residents to leave because Keena's coming with, like, a, with a group. Yeah, you guys got to go. You're having, like, a... Keena and them are coming. A solar eclipse at this point. Okay, so Keena and them. Keena and them are coming. Keena and them. They're going to book... They're going to make a whole new Emirates just for you to come for a week. I did. That would be you cool. That'd be cool. Let me let me call the shoe. Like, hey, this is <laughs> through. What's up? Let's see you know? that. <laughs> <laughs> I said do it. Put it look manifest it. <laughs> did you even ever imagine like you'd be at like 500 people? and featured in essence. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. No, I never, you know, I never imagined it because, you know, it's, it's weird because, you know, I have other friends that are in this same line of work, but, you know, we all have something that we, you know, uniquely bring to the table. So I never imagined that, you know, I would even be doing this. I never, this was, you know, I was just doing this for fun. You know, people would say, Hey, I will post on my Facebook page. Hey, I'm going to Costa Rica. Anybody want to go? Next thing you know, we got 40, 50 people showing up in Costa Rica. And then I always say, oh, I'm not going to plan it. And next thing you know, I got a full itinerary ready. I was like, this is, you know. <laughs> so it just it just turned into it turned into a business. I wasn't trying. It just, just happened. It's one of those things that happened. But, you know, talking about sabbaticals and leaving work, I don't, I don't know. A lot of people, and I'll say this, and I'm, I will say I'm very proud of you, you ladies, for what you all have done, because a lot of people are afraid to leave. They're afraid to leave. They're afraid that they won't be able to be successful. I've talked to other friends that are expats living in Brazil, living in South Africa, living in Thailand and other places. And the biggest thing is, although I haven't done it yet, is to walk. It's that first step just to walk. And I've looked, I'm not going to say that I haven't considered it because I have considered a lot of things, wrote out plans. I was like, okay, if I do this, I do this. And then people look at you and say, you're an engineer. You've been working for 18 years. You make how much money? Are you about to leave? Are you out your beep, 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 mine? And then you're like, oh, oh my God. (laughs) So that, that first step is to walk. So who knows? I might walk. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. We hear that a lot. And this is why some people, like when I decided to move abroad, I didn't tell a lot of people and I didn't tell my family because I know Mm -hmm. they are fearful. And once they, and I was already nervous about it. So I don't need all of us being scared because then I would have probably backed out of it or something. So I, you know, I try not to share those kinds of plans with people I know are already too fearful about things of that nature. So this leads me into your other hashtag. You have book that ish hashtag, and then you have uh, the year of yes manifest hashtag. Can you speak a little bit more about manifestation? Another one that started out of whatever back in 2015, that was that's the year I had my accident. And that was a year I just decided, you know, I went through several relationships that year. It was just, I called people 2015 was the year of, oh my God, I did that. But anyway, later in the year, I started something where I just, I don't know where it came from. I know um, Shonda Rhimes had the book Year of Yes. And I just started to say a year of yes manifest, basically talking about manifestations and how you, for whatever the things that you want in your life. A lot of people say, oh, I can't have this. I say, you're right. If you say you can't have it then you're right. You're not going to have it. So I just started basically positive thinking, um, stating if I want this, it's going to be mine. It is so because I said so type of mentality where the things that I wanted started happening. I want to get a raise at work. Okay, great. I can say it, but I also have to put some actions behind it. That may mean I need to take some type of new class at work. Maybe I need to get some type of new certification. Maybe I need to go to 
a new class or some type of instruction or something like that. So basically, it was just basically taking my life, you know, into my own hands, being responsible and saying not just, you know, it's okay to pray and think and wish, but you still have to put some action behind the things that you wanted. So my number one thing was I was single. I wanted to meet somebody. I just started saying, okay, everybody that I was dealing with that was trash, that didn't value anything that I valued, that didn't support what I supported. These were people that I should have just never been hanging with. I just took my phone and was like, clean slate, delete, 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 block, block, block. Just got rid of a lot of that energy, as you would say. So just got rid of those things and started saying, okay, I will have this. I will have this. I will have this. I'm going to have this. I would even say, and I'm going to meet somebody and we're going to cook fish. I don't even cook, but I was just saying it until it happened, you know? <laughs> it's sort of like a game though, you know, you have to play with it and just have a good time with it and not be attached to it. But anybody that follows you, you're freaking hilarious. Anybody who knows you, she is hilarious. Your Facebook page is like the tales of Kina. I swear to goodness. It's like the dating profiles, the the let me tell y'all what happened to me today. Let me tell you what he said. <laughs> <laughs> You're extremely transparent, but it's it's hilarious at the same time. And you're also saying to out loud. I'm single and I want to meet somebody, you know, and you're putting it out there. And when you put it out there, you receive these guys that you're meeting and everything else. But I love to watch you weed through them on social media. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> well, that's, a, that's another story. We have to call for another show for that. But <laughs> that's, a, that's a different podcast. <laughs> But no, it's, you know, it's, but it's still fun though. <laughs> it's one of those things where you just, you know, the things that you want, you just start saying it. And um, I started a, a Facebook page to just chronicle my online dating. And that's just been a, whew, that's been a mess, but it's been interesting though. It's been interesting. I've, you know, a few followers there. We just talk, I don't post that often, but you know, talk about dates and if they went well, they went terrible and ugh. Things of that nature. So it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. I think at the end of the day, it's, it's about having fun. It is. it is. Having a good time. You know, I think people forget that along the way of, you know, living this thing called life. They forget to have fun. Mm -hmm. uh, so, Kina, what advice do you have for folks who are really nervous about doing this stuff? And because you've been to a lot of countries. So it's time to dive deep and look into the holistic perspective of travel. We believe traveling is an investment in you. So our mission is to inspire you to book that flight, check that item off your bucket list, and go on that adventure. And our hope is to ignite connections all over the world. I booked that in, obviously. <laughs> That's my trademark hashtag. But I just tell people just literally, I mean, you just really have to come out of your shell and just do it. A lot of times if you keep saying, oh, I'm going to do it and you never make the action to do it. Are you serious or are you lying to yourself? Are you a liar? You know, what's up? You just really have to just do it. And um, I would encourage someone to just, as I just mentioned earlier, take the first step. The first step could be, let me get on Google. Let me look at a map. Let me do the I wouldn't do this, but some people do it. The spin test, boom, or throw something at it. And that's where I'm going. Fine. If that works for you, fine. 
If you want to do a DNA test to find out where you're from, fine. Find that. Do that. Find a reason. Obstacle. If it's just to go, fine. Look at the deals. Start doing it. Make sure you have a passport, number one, and just get out there and start going, looking, ask people questions, do a lot of research. Well, don't call me yet because I always fuss and tell people Google is your friend. Google is a great friend. Please look at Google. And, uh, you know, after that and say, hey, you know, I found this. What do you think about this? You know, find a place to stay. And uh, let me just say this. Don't be afraid of hostels. I believe it or not. People are shocked. I actually stay in hostels sometimes when I travel. I stay in hostels all the time. (laughs) (laughs) They have to be a certain standard, but definitely. But one thing I will have to say is for those listening that don't know, skyscanner.com. You can type in where you're leaving from. And put the words anywhere. Yeah, and it everywhere. It whatever anywhere everywhere it tells you, <laughs> and then it gives you the flights and their prices, and you can choose a place from there. But I do want to kind of like circle back to what you were talking about potentially moving abroad or leaving and doing something different, and then people ask you about you make how much, but then you want to leave. But the thing about it, I tell people is. If you look at how much you're paying out for living expenses, because you live in L.A., correct? Or somewhere in California. Yeah, I'm in California. I'm an hour north of L.A. And don't remind me because, you know, I just paid my mortgage. So don't remind me. (laughs) But you get what I'm saying? So if you really look at just because you make a salary, Mm -hmm. the amount of money that you spend is going to be so much more than Mm -hmm. what you would potentially pay living abroad, depending on where you go. Mm-hmm. When you really look at the numbers, it may or may not make sense mm-hmm. to make a transition and do something different, even if it's for a short time. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, people that own homes have assets. You can easily use things like Airbnb or you can get a, you know, a tenant for short term to make sure those particular costs are offset. But overall, I tell people all the time, Stop chasing salary because no job is ever guaranteed. I mean, we're all expendable. Yeah. To them, we are. <laughs> you know what I mean? We are. Yeah, I, I was that before. So, yeah. Exactly. Sure. And for the amount, like I said, that it might cost you to even spend six months living in a different country would be equal to how much it might cost for one month in the States. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, that's something to consider. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I was watching um, somebody's Facebook page. Actually, this morning I was reading um, somebody, one of my friends, she lives in Mexico and she was talking about her apartment was $300, but she was going to leave because she, she wants to get to another apartment that's 150 I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was like, what are you talking about? You're paying $300, man. You want to drop to well, you know she, had, what's wrong she with had a good point. But she hey, said, why not? Yeah. If I can get it cheaper yeah. for the same things that I need, and I can get, why wouldn't I? You know what I mean? So I, I, I read her post. I would have done the same thing. I saw that. I was like, what? And, and meanwhile, <laughs> in the States, when I was in the States, you were looking at your utility bills. And it was kind of like, can I cut cable? But you couldn't even cut cable because if you cut cable, they would be like, well, the internet costs just as much. So you have to get the bundle, right? <laughs> So you could never downgrade. I just had to, oh my gosh. Oh. So can you imagine downgrading on your rent just because you want to? <laughs> <laughs> I 
at the end of the day, the options are just limitless if you're open to yeah. exploring what those options are. And so, Kina, we really thank you for doing these trips, getting people out there, whether it's their first trip, their 20th trip, and just showing them a good time. Where can people find you? Wow, where can people find me? Most people can find me on Facebook. What is it my name on Facebook? It's real, my real name, Kina, K-E-N-N-A, last name Williams <laughs> on Facebook. If you find me on Instagram, I am just me, Kina, K-E-N-N-A. Or you can reach me at, at bookdatish, B-O-O-K-D-A-T-I-S-H. HT, or I also have a website, www.bookthatish.com, and also under my business account, which I can email this up to you, it's K E N N A L Williams LLC.com. So, but hit me on the gram, that's where you can find me. I do answer. <laughs> We'll definitely have all of the means and ways to hit you up on your show notes for sure. But we totally appreciate you taking the time out to speak with us and continue success on love, on adventure, Manifest. and just manifesting everything and anything that you want in this world, girl. You got it. Definitely. Let me tell you a funny story really quick. Speaking of manifesting and uh, booze and stuff like that. Yesterday, I posted this on my Facebook page. My license plate actually is Gear of Yes. It's my real license plate. And yesterday I was coming out of a salon and there was a car and parked in front of my car. The license plate says, hey, boo, that was a real license plate. So I took a picture where it says, hey, boo, on this side, Gear of Yes on this side. So I posted on my Facebook page, I said, finally, the cars have aligned. It's my time must be coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> it is so. true. There's signs everywhere, <laughs> signs right? If you open your eyes and pay attention, there are signs everywhere. And you never know. It could have been a single man riding that car, you know? He was 70, but you know, hey. <laughs> Age is well, just know. a number. Age is just a number. <laughs> a couple more years hey. left in them. <laughs> If anything, it brought a smile to your face. You know, that's the most important thing is to pay attention to the things that are around you. And I did see that post and I did, I did smile. I did think to myself like, oh, I wonder who's driving that car. So now that I know. I was like, hey, boo. (laughs) (laughs) Kenan, thank you so much. And we'll keep in touch. And I can't wait to see what 2019 brings for you. I'll let you know. Thank you for tuning in to Chronicles Abroad. Please support us by sharing this podcast through your social media platforms. Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Follow us on Instagram and hit that like button at Chronicles underscore abroad. Find us online at our website, chroniclesabroad.com for tips, resources, and ways we can collaborate. So don't forget to join us next week for another episode. Until then, beautiful people, thanks for listening. Music by Stephanie James and Almighty K-Rock, produced by Adam Marcus.